0: Love Talk Radio. You. Yeah. Thank you for tuning in. This is T. Love, your host here at Energy Awareness Radio. I am a certified reconnective healing practitioner, sound therapist, and positive psychology practitioner with a private practice in Sussex County, New Jersey, where Energy Awareness Radio streams to you live each and every week. Our chat room is open, so go ahead and feel free to join in that discussion. And remember that, you know, we do keep an eye on the chat room, so if you have a question, post it. We will do our best to get your question on air. As an alternative, for those of you who are on the go and you can't continue to listen online, Please feel free to call us directly by dialing 347 202 0227, and that way you can listen via phone. Or please be sure to use your Bluetooth if you are indeed driving about. As you all know, Audible.com is our main sponsor. But did you know that a Pennsylvania study found that exercisers went to the gym 50% more often when they had an audio book on hand? That is really true. I myself look forward to learning or being entertained while I'm on my tread climber because the time goes by much more quickly and I'm actually accomplishing something while I'm working out. Audible.com is a leading provider of spoken audio entertainment and information, and Audible.com has more than 180,000 audio books and spoken word audio products to choose from. So you can listen whenever and wherever you want, including at the gym, just download the title you prefer free of charge and start listening when you sign up for a 30-day trial at audibletrial.com energyawareness. It is indeed that easy. You just have to make sure you include the entire URL, www.audibletrial.com energyawareness, and you'll get your free trial and your free book. Okay, so listeners, do you ever wonder what is the purpose of your life? How do you discover who you really are? How can you stop hurting yourself and others? Or how do you start living the fulfilled and authentic life that, you know, you sense that you're meant to live? At some point, we probably all ask those questions, but tonight we're going to discuss how we can actually answer those deepest of questions. I'm so thrilled because tonight my guest is Guy Finley, best-selling author of The Secret of Letting Go and The Courage to Be Free, both of which he joined us here before on Energy Awareness to Discuss. He has written 40 other works that have sold over 2 million in 24 languages worldwide. And for over 30 years, Guy has revealed the authentic path to a higher life of happiness, success, and true love. He lives and teaches in Merlin, Oregon, where he is director of nonprofit Life of Learning Foundation. So welcome back to the show, Guy. We love having you here, and I thank you so much for taking time to join us yet again on Energy Awareness Radio. So how have you been?
1: (laughs) Uh, I've been pretty good, T. I've been pretty good. Thank you. Glad to be with you.
0: Oh, I think you've been great because this latest book, I, I can't even tell you. I, just, I, I love it more than I love the other ones, but this one I think I love more. The first time you were here, we discussed The Secret of Letting Go, and then the next time we discussed The Courage to Be Free. And tonight, we're going to discuss The Secret of Your Immortal Self. And I know... You know, there were many in between that you wrote, you know, lots of books that you've written. But these two almost feel like with this third one, like there's a progression to me. Is that the case, or am I just dreaming that up?
1: No, it's true at all levels, T. It's it it It, it couldn't be your experience unless something was transitioning in you relative to the ideas that I've been working and writing about for all of these years. And in all honesty, what good would my works be if they were static, if I weren't experiencing the same new discoveries and possibilities that I write about? What else could I be writing about uh, other than these new po- than these new possibilities? So uh, I'm glad that your experience of the new material feels like it's a a step upward because and it is it's a step upward for you it's a step upward for me and in the highest sense of it t uh it's just a step upward that we share it's not my step it's not my upward step and not yours it's a development in a in our in our hearts and minds that we share
0: Well, that's very true. It's part of the collective whole, but boy, did it really, it clicked in, you know, it really, uh, it's an amazing book, because it's it's very short stories that, or, or, or essays, however you want to describe it, that really make you think, and you know you smile and you laugh and you sigh and you think oh yeah okay <laughs> you get it you really <laughs> right. get it on every <laughs> yeah. level i loved it i did i thought oh wow okay yeah <laughs> you hadn't thought of that you know <laughs> um so really it just like a culmination and then i applaud you for being able to do that because not all authors do do that sometimes there is a, a disconnect and it's a totally different subject there is a common thread that runs through all of your work and and it's just fascinating because it does allow a person I think when you follow someone like that to to grow more, you know, so I appreciate that
1: Um, that I'll tell you you something about it the the book um, more than the books in the past is not so much about uh, ways and means to affect changes in us as it is a collection of material specifically written and created in order to help the reader remember that within him or her already lives this wisdom, this immortal understanding, this timeless goodness, because when there is an aha moment, such as you described from reading one of the short stories or essays where one suddenly realizes oh yeah of course god how did i forget it an Mm -hmm. aha moment is nothing other than a light suddenly being shined within one's consciousness where some corner that had been neglected or covered up is suddenly revealed and the reflection of it in it says ah look you know this This is already a part of who you are. And that's what we love, is the revelation that helps us realize that we are, in fact, far more whole than we understand ourselves to be presently, and that these remembrances are invitations to rejoin ourselves.
0: Very true. And I think that probably in reading your prior books and then reading this, they were just a build-up to be able to do that. I think if somebody hadn't read a lot of other information prior and read this, they'd get some of them, but they wouldn't get the same effect as having – it's almost like taking classes and building on it, you know? And I could just – I don't know. It just really – I liked it. (laughs) It just really made a lot of sense to me, you know? They were great. Now, when you say an aha moment, let me ask you this, because in your book – I'm jumping ahead a little bit – but in your book you refer to the crowning moment, uh, is, is that semantics for you? The crowning moment and an aha moment, or are they two different things?
1: No, they're they're very similar. Mm-hmm. The the what I call the crowning moment in our individual lives are those presently pretty rare events where suddenly we are able to see ourselves in such a light as to understand all at once. That who and what I have been is as to my real life as a seed is to a flower. That I am intended to transcend myself, outgrow myself in every given moment, but the crowning moments, as they are again for us presently, are those instances where suddenly I see, God, you know, I can't believe that I was enabling that person or that part of myself that I was blind to that relationship that was ruining things when I thought I was making things better. You know, all of those instances where, by another order of understanding, another scale of seeing, we are able to let go of who we had taken ourselves to be in favor of letting a new understanding come in and become who we are in that moment. And lead us, if you will, guide us uh, in a way that we couldn't have been before.
0: And so it's a, it's a, it's a, uh, it's not revelation. What is the word I'm looking for? It's almost like a, yeah, it is a revelation. Okay.
1: It is revelation. Look, part of the the whole purpose of my book is to help the reader understand a, a really vital spiritual fact. And that vital spiritual fact is that there is no such thing as something negative that you can see about yourself. We live from an acquired conscience now. Its morality is predicated on certain so called positive ideals handed down by religions and other pseudo spiritual paths that. Tell us that we're meant to be a certain kind of person, kind, willing, agreeable, patient, loving, tolerant, that that's who we're supposed to be and that anything other than these most strict uh, ideals means that we've missed the mark so that when we see in ourselves as we must that we are in fact filled with negative states Anger, fear, regret, worry, greed. That those moments where we can see in ourselves these undeveloped, incomplete states of our own consciousness, because of our false belief, we summarily reject the revelation.
2: <laughs> when the
1: revelation of these parts of ourselves that belong to a, a presently lower nature, the revelation is so that by that light, we are given the opportunity to integrate, to let that awareness of what we are work upon and change what it has come into this moment to reveal. So revelation is absolutely the right word. But we must understand that revelation isn't just things that are beautiful, isn't just things that are loving and kind. Revelation includes realizing where it is that something in us holds grudges, is filled with judgment, wants to be critical and cruel, not just to others but to ourselves. That's the kind of revelation this book teaches the individual to use so that in that illumination there comes a transfiguration of the whole of us.
0: And that illumination is us being able to see or get a glimpse of our immortal self.
1: Because it's what is immortal. Look, we, let's use common sense, T. You be advocate for the listeners. Does mm-hmm. the light, Does is there any way that what is full of light would fear the appearance of more of itself? No. No, I mean, it makes no light. sense. All right. Well, right. What is it that what is it that avoids the light?
0: Well, the dark.
1: <laughs> yeah, the, <laughs> the darkness dark doesn't want yeah. anything to do with the light. Why? Wow. Because it because. can't exist as it is in the light. Right.
0: Cuz it goes neither away, it's can diminished, these, it's
1: gone. That's it. And neither can these unconscious, incomplete parts of us remain in charge of us when the light appears. But because we're so used to taking the side of these unconscious parts that want to push away the revelation of themselves, which is, again, the integration of themselves, they push it away. And we don't know. We identify with the resistance. And instead of being self-realized in that moment, we become self-wrecking.
0: And that, too, though, is part of our immortal self. Isn't our immortal self both positive and negative, light and dark?
1: Yes. Okay. It it says in all scriptures, one way or the other, that we are made in the image of what is eternal, divine, and immortal. We are, in fact, a reflection of that. We would not be able to see what was temporary, what is tormenting, and what is otherwise incomplete, were it not for the appearance in us of a light that reveals those qualities to us as at once being a present part of us, but, again, as being a seed as to a flower, because bathing Mm -hmm. in that light, it is changed into what it always was, which is something immortal, something of an eternal love.
0: And I think... I'm going to speak for everyone, and so please don't send in letters telling me not to do that because I overspoke. But I think we all know that somewhere, perhaps deeper inside for for some of us than others, we know what we're meant to do but can have trouble connecting or accessing that because of the, the vicious loop of stress that kicks in, that we it gets in the way, so we can't access or connect to ourselves to really feel into what we are here for. Would you agree with that?
1: Yes, mostly. But here, let me explain a little bit. If you were living on a piece of property and the water that was coming uh, down a stream uh, to your property, uh, you could see that somehow it was getting muddied or uh, tainted in some way. Would you go further downstream to find out the cause, or would you go upstream? Because you know, if you want the water to be pure, you're going to have to find its source.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Right. Which is it?
0: Well, I want to see what's making it impure in, in order to fix it.
1: That's right. So you would go upstream. Yeah. Doing is downstream from being so when I talk about that we we know what we're meant to do I would simply say that we don't really know what we're meant to do but we do know what we're meant to be
2: Mm -hmm.
1: and it is the things that we are drawn to in life that we ultimately wind up doing because we love those things that reflect our being so that the more we understand that we are, if you will, meant to be in relationship with let's just take an example. let's say someone is drawn to the nursing profession uh-huh. well they're not they're not drawn to be a nurse because he or she wants to spend time in a hospital or make a nurse's salary. They're drawn to becoming a nurse because they are drawn to, to being a part of service, of kindness, of patience. So they're drawn to that relationship with those qualities that then expresses itself through what they do. The, so much of our pain today in this world is born out of the idea of wanting to do something in order to be something. That's a recipe for disaster. Mm -hmm. Much better, much truer to understand that relationships serve the purpose of revealing to us qualities or characters that actually draw us to that relationship. So if I'm drawn to math or science or nature or nursing or music, if I'm drawn to those things, it's because in those relationships... I am shown something about myself that is meant to be developed and nurtured through that path. So the path then becomes the way in which that quality of being becomes purified. The purer becomes that quality of being, the more content I am because I have fulfilled the purpose of my existence, which is to be a perfect reflection of that immortal quality. Yes. Do you see this key? Can you see what oh, I'm I ab-
0: saying? I absolutely do, and I believe it wholeheartedly. I mean, typically, I, I ask you how you have been when I introduced you but typically my words are how are you being and a lot of people don't pick up on that because when they say how are you doing well I'm not doing anything but how are you being because I really think we all need to be in the being state that's when everything seems to be in flow and you're being a part of the world you're connected rather than in the doing because the doing we get caught up in the stress and the technology and all of that but what brings your heart joy and actually helps the collective whole, to me, are the things that that bring you into that state of being. And, and it brings you happiness and joy and joy to others.
1: And well, I really believe no, that's well, what we're well, here for. Yeah, no, but, T, let's be careful. Because if we are truly being mm-hmm. in the moment, that yep. being is inseparable from what is being revealed to us about ourselves in that moment and if that being includes seeing what i am in that moment and what i see is trepidation or fear or doubt there's no real joy in those moments where what is in the dark of myself is being brought into the light of myself for its change that dark those those resistant reluctant parts of me are pushing away as hard as they can anyone and anything that's revealing them. So this is a big misnomer in today's spiritual world, that it's all autographs and sunglasses, so to speak. One must agree to consciously suffer, seeing what they are in the moment, that they might transcend that nature and exit that moment a different order of being. So, there is an inherent need and consistent sacrifice in the true spiritual aspirant's life. Sacrifice yes, isn't always fun.
0: <laughs> no, sacrifice usually isn't fun. But exactly. it's the awareness. That just, I mean, the, the word itself, you know, it's yeah, a sacrifice, yeah, it. it's giving something you, up.
2: You but got it. The team. fact that's that, right.
0: that, that you are in the awareness, and when you're in a state of being and you're in the awareness and you can see things, that are happening for instance, if you see in something in someone else that you absolutely do not like it's usually a reflection of something within yourself that you would like to change or you haven't yet attained it's a lesson it's a growth, and once yes, you
2: exactly you are able
0: right. to do that and you're still in the being, you are being a person and can be grateful for the fact that okay, now I see it, I can uh, correct it, uh, change it, uh, work on it okay all right. right
1: grateful is very different than joyous, yes, you know. When, when Christ said, not my will, but thy will be done, I yes. guarantee you he wasn't doing a Snoopy dance.
0: No. <laughs> I guarantee it too. <laughs> yes, but,
1: but I can also guarantee you that he was grateful for what he knew he had to do in order to fulfill the purpose of his existence and to know yes. it as being so. It doesn't mean that we go leaping and laughing It means that we take the steps that we must, understanding that we are answering to a higher, more immortal part of our own nature that is asking us to join it where its level of being is both radiating and showing us the need for that change and at the same time willing to console us for what we must do to make that change.
0: And in, in the sheer gratitude, though, because when you get to, when I get to a place of gratitude and I can see, okay, good, now I get it, it actually does when I'm grateful for the lesson. I mean, there have been some very difficult relationships that I've had to go through with people work-wise, and, yeah. you know, it, it's, those are the, the greatest teachers. Those are our, our biggest mm-hmm. leaps of growth. And I'm grateful for that. And I don't dislike the people for that, and I'm not judging them for that. It's just that, okay, well, I'm grateful. And there is a little bit of your heart that opens up and does bring you joy because each tear, like when you tear your muscle when you work out. Yes, Yes. it is after. Yes,
1: it is after. And that's what I'm getting at, T. Yeah. Because people, again, have a very mistaken belief that somehow the authentic spiritual life doesn't include conscious suffering. Oh no when, no! when we when we go through those moments that you're describing, we're sweating blood. Yeah. And the only reason we come out on the other side, by and large, is because we finally realize that whatever we've been trying to do to save our own bacon is just putting us in the frying pan. <laughs> Sorry That's for true. the bad metaphor, but <laughs> but no, good. But, right, and then we realize, you know what? This doesn't work. I can no right. longer do or be what I have been doing and being, God help me, I cannot, I must stop. And then, when we go through the crisis, we come out on the other side, having realized that the problem wasn't the condition, but rather that a part of our consciousness that was refusing the lesson in it. Yes. Now we get the lesson, the pain comes to an end, and a certain joy or happiness, a real deep gratitude comes because we understand that was necessary. I didn't want it, but it was necessary. Now I see, and to the point, the more we go through those kind of conscious exercises of recognizing that resisting unwanted moments does not do anything other than cement that unconscious nature in me doing the resisting, the sooner I am willing to let the event Reveal the lesson and liberate me from myself.
0: Yes, yes, because you can get through it. I don't want to say quicker, but you get through it in a different way, and you understand it more. So yes, yes that's exactly much less right. resistance. Yes, resistance. And 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 with that, when when all is said and done, there is for me a forgiveness factor that comes into play or whatever I was thinking about what the situation but also and this is the harder part the forgiveness of the self i think people have greater difficulty i know i do forgiving myself than anyone else on the planet
1: yeah but see now T look you 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 you're very close to something you just haven't put the the two dominoes together or whatever you, listen you said that after you go through a crisis with someone mm-hmm. that on the other side when you have learned the lesson in the event, and essentially exit that relationship, that event, with a new understanding about yourself, the new understanding about yourself usually includes the fact that one way or the other, you weren't that different than the person you were blaming for your pain. Well,
0: while that's true...
1: (laughs) Now so wait, so listen. So so can you see that therefore it isn't the idea that I am now better than you and forgive you in my superiority. No. But rather I understand now that we are far more similar than I ever wanted to believe, and I cannot judge you without judging myself.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So therefore the forgiveness of another has its real root in a certain kind of humiliation, a certain kind of humility that comes with seeing the truth about myself. Because I cannot blame someone for being arrogant or angry or sullen or cruel when I start to see that those same qualities in me were producing the friction that I had. And if I die to those qualities in myself, and am released from that nature how much how can i not agree to release you from what you have yet to understand about yourself and if i actually do that if i don't meet you with the same resistance that i used to then you have the opportunity to realize that i'm not the cause of your pain cuz i'm not fighting with you anymore your pain is being caused by the same thing my pain was being caused by, which is not wanting the revelation that there's something incomplete in me that doesn't want to be revealed.
0: I understand that, and and I agree with you, but I still when it's happening to me, I can forgive the other person, but I have I have difficulty forgiving me. You know, it and I think a lot of people do have difficulty Forgiving themselves no, tea, after an tea,
1: event, tea, they don't. T, listen. I think
0: we do. I think a lot of people
1: do. No, no, there's no question. People have problems forgiving themselves. Yeah. Because because they think they are the one responsible for the darkness exactly. they see. Yeah, yeah. But they are not. You
0: don't want do, to create the same thing again. So you're kicking yourself, saying, "Okay, I don't want to do that again." You know.
1: T, if I see. <laughs> that I was in the hands of something that was blaming you or hiding out because it didn't want to be seen and that it was a mechanical, unconscious part of myself, then I don't need to forgive myself anymore. I have died to the illusion that that was ever me to begin with.
0: That makes sense. Yes, I get that.
1: That's what we're after. There's no you to forgive you, but there is a part of you that can see that who you mistook yourself to be was never you and never should have been but for a mistaken identity, identifying with a anger, a fear, a worry, throwing yourself into the fire of some relationship, trying to change what you see, instead of allowing the light to show you that that part of you that was punishing you and everyone else never should have been in charge to begin with.
0: Okay. No, I get that. I understand that. This kind of segues in a really good way to you were talking about fear. You talk about fear in your book. Right. That's really huge and it holds us back a lot.
1: You bet. You can't You can't fear with with regret, with, uh, with regards to any kind of resistance. Look, can I be afraid of something without first resisting what I say is the cause of that fear? Can I be afraid of a situation without something in me resisting first that situation? Is that possible? No. Or does resistance come before fear?
0: I think the resistance comes before the fear.
1: Absolutely it does. Yeah. And what is it that I fear in any given moment when something unwanted unfolds? If not, what I imagine the event will mean to me. Isn't that what I resist? What I imagine the event means to me.
0: Yes, or or an outcome of the event,
1: yes. Right? A worst-case scenario, sure. So let's look at this. So what I am fearing is what I'm imagining. That's it. So,
0: yeah, there's nothing to fear
1: but fear itself. (laughs) if, If you can see it, there is no psychological fear without negative imagination. Which means that any moment that I'm afraid of someone or something, and I'm not just talking, you know, look, i bet I got to get this in. You live with someone that's abusing you, yes. and he or she I, I, does I, I, it more than once or twice, it's I your agree. fault.
0: Mm-hmm. Yep, I agree.
1: So apart from the fear of a psychopathic person, the events that come along and suddenly we're full of fear of them, it's because our mind is telling us in a negative manner what that moment means. And the mind that defines the event that says this is dark and you should run from it doesn't know that it is running from itself. Because if it knew it was running from itself, it wouldn't go into identifying with what it is imagined in that darkness. So fear of a psychological nature can only live and thrive inside of a human being as long as that man or woman remains unconscious as to the mechanism of how that fear comes to be. It's really beautiful if we can understand it. What is is. true in us, what is immortal, has an interior understanding that proves fear to be baseless, but only if we stand in the light that sees the truth of that and then agrees to act upon what it understands instead of the mechanical, habitual running.
0: You know, I mean, academia is great, but no one teaches this. And so many people, if they got this at an early age, it is not religion this is human nature. This is how to learn to live. It should be taught. Yeah, should be. Why are we... <laughs> yeah, why is there this fear of teaching this? What? Why? What is the fear of it? Do, do, is it too uh, spiritually based? Is it because people think it is teaching religion when in fact it clearly is not?
1: Well, it, it, yes. The answer is yes to all of that. Mm. You know, imagine what would happen, T, if... All the men and women in the world today understood that the answer to feeling alone and afraid isn't to go buy something, plan something, mm. eat something, or hate oneself. What, what would the world sell?
0: Well, yeah, okay, there you go. <laughs>
1: right, Including false religious ideas about a time mm-hmm. to come when you won't be afraid. Yeah. There is no time to come when we won't be afraid because fear at its root is produced by a mind that creates time when it looks at what it doesn't want to see and then hopes to get away from it through whatever hook or crook it can imagine.
0: Mm. Yeah, true. It's not a shame, you know, especially when you look at the world that we're living in now there's a quickening I know,
1: but of T, you know what though T, look let us live what is true
2: mhm true if, okay if we
1: if we do our work then when we're around others and fear is running through the air and we don't fall into the fear then by our emanation we prove the existence of another possibility That if there's something in anyone else that can pick it up, helps them to doubt their own fear, which is the first step in dropping it.
0: You know what's really amazing is that when you look at children, babies, toddlers, they don't have the fears. We do teach them that. (laughs) <laughs> you know, we have a lot to learn from children. <laughs> you know, yeah, we keep te- yeah, that is yeah. instilled in them. So we take what we, we are learning now and saying this is the way it should be, which is the way it was when we came into this world, and then we were given all of this information to instill fear, and then we go out on our own and learn how to get rid of all that information and go back to the way that we were. It's really kind of amazing.
1: Well, it isn't so much that we go back to the way we were, because a child is not conditioned yet to be fearful doesn't mean the child understands how fear comes into existence
2: mm-hmm.
1: in order to be properly fear fearless we must understand the consciousness the level of consciousness and its laws that we presently are subjected to living under only by outgrowing our present consciousness? Do we realize its inherent limitation and pain? And at the same time, and much to the point of my new book, do we realize that there is something for us to grow into that is not as afraid, that is not as dependent, that does not have the same number of attachments?
0: you know you you speaking of your your book because that's what we're talking about there are so many uh vignettes so many stories to read in the book and to get information from it, it's amazing because you hit on so many different pieces of life including you know regret fear the things we we've, we've talked about um and the fact that death is not the end of life now yes. You know, many people won't buy into that. Even people who are mediums have difficulty with this after the loss of a close to one. A close one, sometimes a loved one. In, I'm on, I'm with you on this one. I really believe that. I believe that we go to a better place. I don't honestly know why I believe that. It's probably due to hearing from those who have passed and, you know, getting readings from mediums and having accurate information come through and thinking, okay, I think we just manifest into this physical being, but if you had special glasses and what's around, this planet is more populated than you think, because when you pass over, your energy just transforms yeah, into... But you know what,
1: T? And I, I, I'm not going to... I have no bones to pick. Everybody lives moment-to-moment moment the reward of their understanding or its punishment. But this, mm-hmm. one, I would tell you, I see absolutely no value in imagining that there is a better place and a better time coming. Why would I imagine? In fact, that's one of the stories in the book. Mm-hmm. Uh, a man, a, a neighbor, goes over to his friend's house, and he's having a yard sale. And right there, in plain sight, is this beautiful leather-bound book on the life of bluebirds, filled with color prints. And this friend coveted his neighbor's book all these years, even asked if he could borrow it. But his friend was so attached to it, he wouldn't loan it to him. And there's the book for sale, and for two dollars. So he picks the book up, and, and, and he's looking at his and the neighbor comes, the guy comes up, and he hides it behind his back, thinking maybe his neighbor made a mistake. And then he realizes, you know what, this is no good. I couldn't steal this. And he brings it out. He says, hey, George, is this really for sale for $2? George says, yeah, absolutely. I'm glad to let you have it for that. He said, I don't understand, man. You wouldn't even let me borrow this a month and a half ago. Yeah, I know. I'm sorry. He said, but i tell you what happened for my birthday. My wife bought me a a bluebird habitat that sits right outside the porch, and now I have real bluebirds living right there where I can watch them all the time. And his friend says, yeah, but why are you getting rid of the book? He said, because now I have the real thing. (laughs) Yep, that's quite a story. See, look, Mm -hmm. we don't have to believe that Death is not the end of life. It's all around us. And more appropriately, it's never not taking place within us. If I see in myself some impatience, some pretense, some imbalanced anger, if I see something negative in myself and then one day I cannot blame anyone or anything for it anymore. Then I'm left with the fact of it, and I'm left with the light that has shown me that trying to escape this darkness is only the darkness offering me ways to do it. In that moment, T, I die to who and what I have been through Mm -hmm. that nature. But Mm -hmm. do I die, T, or am I actually reborn?
2: yeah well, right you're actually, reborn.
1: i am I'm given a new understanding that can never ever be subjected again to the suffering of that former state of myself,
2: right. so in
1: that moment, I literally go through a kind of death because a sacrifice that ordinarily I wouldn't have made, but I finally saw there was no other alternative, and then I come out of that moment a new man I have been brought to a moment where i am awakened i see what i have been awakened to i have no choice but to give it up to let it go and when i let it go i am given something better and truer and purer i am reborn there is death that is not death and a new life that is something higher than my former estate so do you see what i mean why why yes. believe in something when i can experience the real thing? What do people think Christ actually represents?
2: Mhm. I
0: I don't know what people think Christ's life actually represents. To me it represents the the ability for us to get to know ourselves better and the fact that we can really um go to the divine, go go within and and try to connect
1: unless a kernel More with our falls being. in the ground and abides alone right. and dies there, mm-hmm. nothing comes of it. Mm-hmm. Unless a thought or feeling produced a by a part of our nature that's conditioned, that's acquired false ideas, beliefs, unless it falls into the ground of this moment and is met there by the radiation of that light of love, of intelligence of the Christ, call it what you will, Unless it agrees to go through what happens in the ground of itself and dies, nothing new, no fruit will be born. But if it does go through that, then we literally, like a a Lazarus out of the tomb, are risen. We are brought into a new understanding that cannot be subjugated in the old way to the same level of suffering produced by that unconscious nature.
0: It's like reforestation, you know. You have to have fires for everything to be burned so that yes, the new key. stuff can come yes, through. Yes, across
1: the board. The mm-hmm. acorn, the acorn gives up its life that the acorn that the excuse me, that the oak that is already a part of it may be manifested. Right. The oak tree doesn't exist leave from the acorn. The oak in time is the expression of the acorn. The Christ nature, the Buddha nature, the truly divine immortal self lives in the seed of who we take ourselves to be. In order for it to be revealed and released, it must be experienced and it must go through what it must go through. This is why people love the metaphor of the caterpillar and the butterfly.
2: Mm-hmm. Yes. But do
1: you think if the caterpillar had free will and something said to it, look, uh Mr. Caterpillar, here's the deal. You can become something that you have no idea even exists, even though it's already a part of you, if you agree to wrap yourself up into a cocoon, go into total darkness, and then die. Do you right. think that that do you think the caterpillar is going to go, "Oh, great. That sounds like fun."
0: <laughs> no.
1: No, it's going to say, "Let me out of here." Mhm. Well, same thing holds true for us it isn't until we finally realize that by divine grace we are actually ultimately shown that the only wise choice the only true good choice is to give ourselves up but we won't give up what we think is valuable and the light shows us that within us lives if you will this lump of coal that is intended to become a diamond, but only if it stays in the light long enough.
0: Yes. Uh, yes, I understand that completely. You know, each one of your, I don't know what to call them, stories, vignettes, essays, stories, whatever vignette, they are. Stories, essays,
1: anything, anything. Okay. Each
0: one of them, you know, they're very short. You could pick one up and read one, and that, that could be like the one for the day. But each one Absolutely. is followed by a, a key lesson. And I'm wondering, just from your perspective, because you wrote all of them, and and they're all so wonderful. Is there any one in particular that really strikes you as being? <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs>
1: they all do, right? <laughs> oh, gee. Do you know? Over the last thirty, five odd years, whatever it is, I have, I have probably written, in excess of ten thousand of those key lessons
2: mm-hmm. maybe more okay. than
1: that you know look you know when you go out on a beautiful day one one day you may walk out and and i'm looking at a at one of my pine trees here up on this wooded uh mountaintop that i live on and and the the pine trees are starting to grow their new pines so they look like lots of little christmas ornaments all this really light green against the dark green you know you, you at any given moment you what you what you are in relationship with determines what you experience your reality as being. And each and every one of those key lessons or those stories and vignettes is a momentary expression of a realization.
0: And how mm-hmm. can one
1: realisation be more precious than another?
0: I don't know. I liked one most. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, tell me what you liked, T.
0: The one that I liked was, uh, "Your immortal self is fearless because it lives for one reason only—to be the unflagging instrument, moment to moment, of whatever love asks it to be."
2: Perfect. And right. I, what could be better than kind of, <laughs> Yeah, I
0: thought, that what, kind of sums it up for me. You know? <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah that, That's just what we're talking about. Right. Only we, right. Only we don't. Only we don't see it often enough. Yes. when the, when the teacher, that when the student is ready, the teacher appears. Yes. But the teacher is that event which reveals to us the lessons we have yet to learn. So meeting the lesson we have yet to learn with resistance is rejecting the teacher that was sent by love in order to release us into that higher nature. That's true.
0: <laughs> Unfortunately, I can't believe this. We're nearing the top of the hour, and I, I and know, I do geez. want to be able to to pr- promote your book and everything. Um, before we go, please tell our listeners how they can learn more about you, uh, about your website, uh, guyfinley dot com, and how they may purchase the Secret of Your Immortal Self.
1: Well, okay, thanks, T. First, uh, listeners, mm-hmm. if you go to GuyFinley.org, dot org, w dot g u y f i n l-e-y guyfinley.org you can spend uh, years there just going through the free (laughs) materials and there are free gifts right there on the homepage for you downloads whatever all kinds of nice ways to continue working with these ideas if you're interested in the book you go to guyfinley.org slash immortal guyfinley one word dot org slash immortal and you can get the book on my website for approximately the same price as any of the major online retailers because we ship for only $2 anywhere in the United States. You also get, with any order of that book, five free gifts, uh, downloads of an entire audio album, a uh, PDF of another book, all kinds of great things for all only that low price that we offer on the website, GuyFinley.org slash immortal uh everything else on the website t uh our annual talks in the pines during the summer solstice coming up in june middle june uh wonderful event men and women from all over the world come in we have five meetings five days of meetings meditations discourses dialogues great event uh that's it i don't know what else to say
0: yeah, it is fascinating. Your website—you could spend years there. There's so much information; it's chock full, and there's so much good stuff. So, everybody, you need to go to the website guyfinley. Uh, uh, okay. dot com and then guyfinley. dot org slash T.
1: Okay. com will work, but org—we're a we are a nonprofit yes, you know. organization. Yeah.
0: Yes, and that's very important to note too. So, you know, go there and, and get everything directly from the source. I cannot believe the time went by so fast. Listeners, we need you to spread the word. We know you enjoy what you hear on Energy Awareness Radio, so please share it with your friends. We live in a very challenging and constantly changing world, and that's why I have the guests that I do, to keep you apprised so that you won't get lost in the dross of life. You know, we need to stay aware so we can navigate easily and live the life we're meant to live, productively, healthfully, and purposefully. And this is where you find the tools to do just that. So send the link to this show to everyone you know and let them have the same opportunities that you just had so they can learn and grow and make the world a better place for all. So, Guy, thank you so much again for joining us. I so much appreciate you sharing your time here again with us at Energy Awareness Radio. It is always a pleasure to have you on the show. (laughs) I, I,
1: I appreciate the time, T. And real quickly, I do have a presence on Facebook and Twitter and all of that stuff, YouTube, so you can look for me there as well and uh, it is appreciated when you share these ideas.
0: Yes, very much so. So go check out all the social media, and you'll find everything that you need. On behalf of everyone here at Energy Awareness Radio, I'd like to thank all of our listeners for tuning in. My name is T. Love, and I hope you'll be back next week for another great show here at Energy Awareness Radio. For more information about me, please visit my website. QuantumWellness.org. You'll find an archive list of past shows, a lineup for upcoming shows, as well as information about other upcoming events I'll be hosting, including upcoming Crystal Singing Bowl concerts. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter at NRGAwareRadio. That's at NRGAwareRadio. I am your host, Key Love, here at Energy Awareness Radio, intending you and yours a most wonderful week. Remember, living from your heart is quite easy. You need only give thanks to do so. Take care and stay well.